0: name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week, as our Lord was preparing His disciples for His ascension, He taught them something so very important about prayer that we focused on here in the Mass last week, that His disciples should pray to the Father in His name. In the name of Jesus meaning this that when we pray being in fellowship with God as we're praying when we pray our will is to dissolve and fade away peacefully into his will from that blessed fellowship with him and then we join him in praying the very will of the father and when we pray in the name of Jesus like this the result is this that His will is done in the earth and the Father is glorified by it. For we have prayed right alongside as we've been invited to. We pray right alongside the inter- our prayer with the intercessory prayer of our mediator and advocate Jesus Christ Himself. Over whatever circumstances that we're bringing to Him in that intercessory prayer. And when God's will, when the Father's will is done in this earth and is done in our lives... Our joy is made filled, is made filled, filled because we sense his pleasure. His pleasure in us. Today in the Mass, following the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, we learn more about prayer as Christians today and as a kingdom of priests. Remember from our ascension mass that our Lord, just before he ascended, he sent his disciples into Jerusalem and told them, tarry there. Tarry, mean live there, make it your dwelling place, stay there until I undo you with power. So as they tarried, we're told in Acts that they were constantly in prayer. They were constantly in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. They were seeking God as they awaited God, the Holy Spirit. The word for us today comes from our intro, that was sung by the choir. It's based on Psalm 27. The words of the introit were these. Consider O Lord and hear me. When I cry unto thee. Unto thee my heart has said, thy face, Lord, have I sought? Thy face, Lord, will I see? O hide not thy face from thy servant. The words from Psalm 27 that that introit is drawn from read like this. Hear O Lord, but I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, will I see. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. This is a psalm of prayer seeking God. This is a psalm of prayer teaching us to pray, seeking the face of God that he never turn away from us, from shining the light of his face upon us any day of our life. Listen to another part of that psalm in Psalm 27. The psalmist prays, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold his beauty to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple your two words that perfectly sum up seeking the face of God in prayer to behold him and to inquire of him to behold him and to inquire of him all the days of our life Saint being said this about that let us follow the path of Jesus human way of life If we take delight in looking on the glory of His divinity, if we want to dwell in His eternal home in heaven all the days of our lives, if it delights us to see the Lord's will and to be shielded by Him in His holy temple. Once again, we hear the word similar from last week, to pray in the name of Jesus, or as we're talking about today, to pray seeking the face of the Father. Seeking the face of Christ our God by the Holy Spirit, it's all centered around beholding him, seeing him, which leads to knowing him, and thus being joined to his will, the will of Christ our God. And that, my friends, is the shield that perfectly protects us and makes our joy complete in this life. Let's look deeper at this idea presented to us today. We we ought to be fathoming this for the rest of our lives, I promise you. This idea of seeking. What does it mean to seek the face of Christ our God? We're called to it. This is our call to prayer. To seek His face. In the Hebrew language, in the Hebrew language, the word face and the word countenance are mirror images of each other. They virtually have the same meaning, face and countenance. We often say in our prayer life, in our faith, in our prayer services, show us the light of your countenance and we shall be made whole. We might as well be saying, show us your face. Show us who you are by your nature. We're saying, reveal yourself to us. Let us see you for who you are. That is what makes us whole. And even in our humanity, we understand this idea of countenance and seeing something of the human person and the countenance on another human person. We do this all the time, think about it. We can tell when we look upon someone's countenance, their face and their facial expressions. We can tell their current emotional state, can't we? We can tell by looking at their face and their countenance, that person looks joyful, that person looks at ease. Or maybe another day we look on the same person's countenance and in their face we see they're having a stressful day. They're having a troubled day, a fearful, anxious day. We can see on their face and their countenance that someone is sad or angry or even furious. We can see it by the way that they look as we look in their eyes and see their expressions. And we can also tell something else about their countenance. We can tell something about who they really are. We can look upon the face of someone, see their countenance, and we can tell, I think I've come across a very kind individual. We can tell on their countenance, this is a loving person I'm dealing with here. There are other times we can see even keel in their nature. Not rocked so easily by everything in this life, looking at their countenance. We can also tell from somebody's countenance, this person might be dangerous. This person might be judgmental. This person may be evil. We can see these things on the countenance of a face of a human person. And we see this countenance in their face and facial expressions. And it helps us in those moments to know them better. Because we see two things in the countenance of a human person. We see their current disposition. And we also see something about their current nature. Who they are. And I tell you my friends. This is no different. In seeking the face of God. And his countenance. In seeking the face of the Lord. As we should at all times. We need to see. That we are seeking these same two things. We are seeking to see him. So that we know his disposition over us. Toward us. And his disposition over whatever we may be bringing of intercessions to him. What is your disposition, Lord? Also, at the same time, we are seeking that he shows us who he is. The nature behind the disposition. So that we can learn more about him as we we present his nature toward us. And what we're presenting toward him. And this is why the psalmist in Psalm 27 prays two things. I want to behold him and I want to inquire of him. When we say, I want to inquire of him, you know what that means? We need to be braced for our minds and need to be changed. When we inquire of the Lord, his ways are not our ways. His wisdom is not our wisdom. And his nature is something that we're only merely becoming. When we inquire of the Lord... We are ready to be transformed by what we see. To be changed in mind and heart. To take on His disposition and to grow in His nature. In other words, seeking the face of God will result in what St. Paul says in Romans chapter 12. That we will be transformed. That we're transformed like a metamorphosis. A total change of being. That we will be transformed by the renewing of our mind in the presence of God beholding his face, his disposition, his countenance, and his nature. There is an icon in the church, I tell you above all other icons that I have ever seen, that best presents to us that which we will always find when we seek the face of Christ our God in fellowship and in prayer. It's actually found on the back inside cover of your bulletins. And I ask you to turn to that at this point. And I need you to keep your face fixed upon his face as I show you a number of things about this icon. It's called the Sinai Christ. It's called the Sinai Christ. Please find it. And again, keep your eyes there. As I give you some description so we see what we will encounter when we see the face of Christ in our prayer and fellowship. In this God revealed icon, notice how his countenance on the left side, your left, not his, when you're looking at him, on the left side looks intentionally different than his countenance on the right side of his face. And this is done with great intention to instruct us of what has been revealed of the nature and disposition of Christ our God. On the left, we see the great sense of His mercy. On the right, we see the sense that He is the judge of every soul with perfection and with seriousness. On the left, it's as if He's communicating Well done, good and faithful servant. And we get the sense of a blessing. And on the right, we get the sense that he has seen something in us where we have fallen short and are therefore in great need of his mercy and his salvation. On the left, we get the sense of a pleasant and great physician The lover of our and healer of our souls, inviting us to come and let him heal us so that we can find rest from whatever we're suffering from. And on the right, we see the seriousness of that same great physician who has diagnosed that he sees cancer in us. And he is very serious about what he sees. On our behalf, and even in the judgment, and even in the seriousness on the right side of the face that you see, that judgment, that seriousness, do not let Satan deceive you. It is the divine love of God for your soul. It is not the one who desires to cast you into eternal hell. On this side of the veil, that judgment. That wisdom is crying out to you so that you see the cancer like he sees the cancer which moves you to the left side of his face, the healer of the soul. So that we present the cancer now agreeing with his will about us and that cancer can be made whole and cleansed. Are you seeing these two different types of countenances in the one face of our Lord Jesus Christ? By the way, know this full well. This icon does not teach us that Christ our God has multiple personalities. Our Lord Jesus Christ does not suffer from that horrific brain issue of bipolar where he's mood swinging over you all of your days. This icon reveals the revealed truth of Jesus Christ to us that Jesus Christ is mercy and that Jesus Christ is judge and all at one time and he always has been and he always will be. He is in the same meeting, in the same Spitz experience. He is desiring to encourage us in the depths of our soul, bringing us joy when he tells us well done, good and faithful servant. At the same meeting, showing us desperately, seriously where we have fallen short. And are in much need of Him. The very reason that He came. Let me tell you something about the Christian. Any Christian who has either come to maturity in Christ. Or is most certainly on the path to maturity in Christ. That person will tell you this. In seeking the face of Christ our God on this side of the veil. In this life. I want to see all of this in Christ. They'll say. Both his mercy and his perfect and wise judgment. Because that person will tell you I need his encouragement and peace. And the strength that comes from it. And at the same time I so desperately need to see where I'm fallen. Why I am the way I am. And how I need and can be made like him. Because it's only on this side of the veil. It's only on this side of the veil that I am given those moments to let him show me and heal and mend out of his perfect judgment and the giving of his perfect mercy. Because on the other side of the veil, my friends, it is the sheep and the goats. Where that same picture of him will be an eternal statement with eternal ramifications. He'll say to some with great finality, Thy will be done, not... Excuse me. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. And the other side, the same person, will say to others, Thy will be done, not mine. Depart from me, I never knew you. To seek the face of God in prayer. To seek the face of God is to humbly and lovingly open one's soul to the one who sees it all, let's stop playing around as if he doesn't. To open one's soul to the one who sees it all. That we may see and experience him and he can bring us up. A sin out of all of this fallenness to where he is in the course of our fleeting and brief lives here. It really is perfectly as the Lord spoke in 1 Chronicles in chapter 7. When God spoke this to his people. If, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Let us be a people. Not go to God, come to a God that we have defined by our broken view of him. Let us seek the face, the real face, the revealed face of a God who defines us. And that's where, in Christianity, the Christian transformation and salvation and healing by the experience of Christ takes place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.